0: Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
1: It's a drunken soirée that we're in. Chris and Joe present core Listing, the podcast. Hello. Just before we get on with today's episode, Chris and I want to tell you all about our Patreon page. It won't take long, but we think you're going to want to hear it. Because you're missing
2: out, quite frankly. All the more risque stuff that we sometimes think, oh, can we get away with that? Uh, We put it on our Patreon pages. And there's over 150 episodes uh, for our $10 subscribers.
1: Absolutely. So for well, whatever that works out in UK pounds, what's that, about £7.50 a month? Yeah,
2: for, for the price of a bag of chips, for a Savalloy and chips, you can actually have us in your ears four times extra a month.
1: That's four episodes minimum that we put out um, exclusively for Patreons, plus... Um, there's loads of we video most of our episodes now, and the videos you can watch all of the podcasts now over on Patreon as well. Um, we put up loads of other unique content over there. Yeah, don't there's, we?
2: there's there's pictures there. It's basically our version of our OnlyFans fans account, isn't it? Basically, so you exactly. you get the sort of pictures on there of, of the behind the scenes of Stew tucking into a pot noodle, basically the sort of stuff you that shouldn't be available to the public.
1: No one needs to see that. But that's all. We just thought we'd give you a quick heads up that if you're enjoying these podcasts, then be aware for like 7 pound50 you can go and listen to over 150 exclusive episodes and there's some great ones over there with previous guests as well um, loads of names that you're going to recognize if you've been listening to to the the, the the weekly podcast we put out.
2: and yeah and also if you are a subscriber we're more than likely to do one of your top fives if you recommend it because we prioritize the patrons first don't we as well.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So we, we, we try and sort of do as many top five suggested by you lot as well. So, uh, yeah, head over to Patreon. Where can they find out about it, Chris? Uh,
2: Patreon.com forward slash hardcore listing. Easy peasy. And you can watch an intro video there as well of us in jacuzzis and doing sexy stuff.
1: With Gal Porter.
2: With Gal Porter. Not doing sexy stuff with Gal Porter. Can I just clear, clear that up? Gal, <laughs> not trying to drag your name <laughs> through the mud.
1: And Scroobius Pip. Yeah. <laughs> All right patreon dot com forward slash hardcore listing. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Hardcore Listing Podcast. It's uh, it's a lovely sunny Friday uh, lunchtime, and uh, and jo- well, joining me is uh, is co-host. You all right? All right. Yeah, you right? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Be um, you right though? Yeah. I am all right. I've, I've, um, I've not had a beer all week. Ah, so how do you feel? I don't know why I want a pat on the back for that or anything, but, uh, yeah. but I've just kind of um, decided to uh, not drink in the week because uh, it was getting too easy to do during lockdown. So I thought I'll knock that on the head. So I've been drinking lots and lots of water, lots and lots of exercise, and uh, I feel better for it. All right, but, so, uh, yeah, there you go. That's my uninteresting week but right how, now. How are you in yourself, though? In myself, yeah. In myself, yeah. I, I just want to end it.
2: No, I thought so. Got to the root of it, yeah. didn't I? Hello, yeah. It's Christopher, Christopher Winkleglessen. We've got a very um, sexy, we've got a very sexy guest, haven't we today? Where's that? <laughs> where's that? It's below you on your little screen. Looking at uh, me, they getting ah, it's approving uh, me. Look who it is.
3: It's our guest, seventy-six. Hello, chaps. You're How right? you doing? Yeah, good. North. You're both looking well. Uh, Thanks, Mum. You are.
2: Thanks, mate. Yeah, I, I do have a little cross on you, shoe. I've, I've often said it. I've often said that my good, you know, I mean, um, I said to Molly, I said, yeah, shoe's good looking. Thanks. And she was like, no, not you.
3: <laughs> oh. Um, there's, there's like three of them.
2: There's lots of shoes, lots of sexy lots shoes. lots of
3: shoes, yeah. There are. Chris, is that beer? I just thought, have you literally just had a pint of beer? <laughs> That's what my
2: mum was pointing <laughs> to it. It's uh, mum's lips and iced tea. Oh, oh she's nice been team. drinking it all week, but she can't recognise it when he's in a class. <laughs> so, yeah. um, what's going to say? Stu, we, don't, we normally, 76, we normally have to thank you on recording. Oh, actually, just quickly, <laughs> before now. before
1: we get oh. any going, I should press record on here so we've got oh. the video as well.
2: Oh, bloody
1: hell. But
3: all the, we've done all the funny bits. Ah, <laughs> we've done all the funny bits. If, you're yeah, trying, if you, you haven't recorded the video, all the funny bits. Now, you've missed the best bits. Uh, it's probably <laughs> the best,
2: best funniest thing uh, you've ever said Stu I think yeah yes.
3: it's never going to be repeated yeah I've actually wet myself
1: yeah
3: um, it's ladies. all you've been drinking Stu sure. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. laughs> nothing to do with the joke.
1: well uh before we get on with today's episode we should uh thank our sponsors um the wonderful lovely um top guy uh Luke Van Boom from Bang Boom Creative oh. uh and uh and I don't really care about the other dude what uh
2: Chiles from Love Beer Chiles Charles, who, who, who brings you wonderful fucking alcohol each week, Whatever. at He's not discount, that anymore, is he? Uh, LBHCLP. If you type that into love-beer.co.uk, you will get a little discount on your isolation beers. So get stuck in, and uh, Charles from Love Beer will deliver them to you, to your front door.
1: So there you change your tune. You
2: don't like Charles now?
1: No, no. Okay. Uh, after doing the recording with Luke the other day, I've decided that um, Luke's really cool. Uh, and I've decided that I don't like Charles. On
2: what grounds? It was quite
1: strong as well, Stu, the protest of Charles. Uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Quite strong. (laughs) Uh, No reason whatsoever. Um, He's been a thoroughly decent fella, but uh, I just don't like him anymore.
2: That's fair enough, mate. It's all right to do that. Sometimes you just don't like the look of
1: someone. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I quite use a handsome fella, but it's just... I don't know, I can't put my finger on it, but yeah. uh,
3: Pheromones.
1: Pheromones. Maybe, maybe. Stu,
3: when we were... When I was at junior school, we had a rough book. I'm sure you guys had a rough book as well. Yeah. And in the back of <laughs> our rough book... That's a great name for a band. <laughs> rough book. Rough book. <laughs> it is, yeah. And uh, we used to write a list of our friends in the back of the rough book. And if if they ever like, slighted us or, or did <sighs> anything, double-crossed us, then oh, you'd cross their name out. out. So I'd like to think that you've got a rough book with people's names in it and you've just yeah. crossed Charles's name out.
1: Like, the, the, what, I mean, you, to. Like, your, 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 part, your bit sticks out the most because what I've done, I don't put a cross through it, I tip X over it, and then when I like you again, I write over it and then tip X over it. You're standing about an inch high on the page at the moment.
3: <laughs> I wish tip X existed when I was at junior
1: school. That would have been brilliant. Tip X got banned in my school. Um, really? Yeah, at my school, uh, the thing was, uh, were, I mean, kids, I'm sure... Were the, in, uh, were the kids in grades mistaking it for milk? Well, no, because uh, well, the thinner because you used to be able to get Tipex thinner. Oh, yeah. So when it had, when it'd go crusty, you put a little few drops of the thinner in, mm-hmm. and it had obviously get it back to its uh, right consistency. However, um, you could also s- sniff it. Uh, oh, so everyone was was sniffing, was sniffing the thinners at my school, and wow. then um, apparently. Uh, someone flicked some Tipex and it went in someone's eyeball. I mean, this has got to be a lie. Uh, and that was it. That's why Tipex was barred in our school. You was allowed the red correction pen. Remember the little red one that where you pushed the nib down on the end yeah. and you could run it out? That was allowed. But the brush, where you could access fluid, Jesus. I thought that, that, was, that, was,
2: that was, was an episode of Biker Grove. Someone it was it,
1: very similar. It was very similar. Very, okay. very similar. It wasn't day glow, It was white. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sad one, of,
3: one of the kids I went to senior school with, when you'd send Christmas cards around the class, he'd tip X the card that you'd sent him out and then write over the top of it and give it back.
2: <laughs> oh, I love that, that. that.
3: that's why I crossed him out my rough book.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love that. I, I used to recycle cards all the time. And my other fun thing to do was just walk into a card... And I did this for years. Walk into the card shop and the first, whatever the occasion was... Yeah. Whatever, whatever that. was the first thing I saw was the card I bought, and then I'd just go, "It's novelty," and it'd just be like, "Sorry for your loss or whatever."
3: Maybe yeah, I used someone's to do that. Wedding. It's a good Sometimes life. I'd not even take it out of the um. <laughs>
2: oh, I've done that. I just like... buy it
3: and then just give it. <laughs> Here's your card. Here's your Call your card the cards, on. mate. It's more
2: useful. It's more useful because then
1: they've got a card they can actually use. There you go. It's, it's like them. Um, it's like what I delivered your birthday present in, Stu. Them kind of um, gift bags that you can yeah. sometimes get them like, for the shape of a bottle of booze. Like When people give them to you, obviously you tenderly remove the sellotape uh, and then fold it flat. And then when it's someone else's birthday, you recycle it. Mm, who's ever Who's ever bought one of them gift bags?
2: Unless it's been a proper emergency.
3: Mm. No. Just don't write on the card so the person you're giving it to has got a nice fresh one to give, right? Absolutely. Constant per- pay it forward.
2: Yeah, exactly. The type of person who buys gift bags are the sort of person, when they say, do you want to come over for something, do you want to come over for dinner tonight, you go around there and you know what they've done? They've just put some nibbles out and it'll be like, they've cooked like a cheap pizza and they've cut that up and then they've put some crisps and maybe like some a pack of Scots eggs out. They're, they're, yeah. they're corner cutters.
4: Yeah. and I like a spread yeah. I
2: like a spread but if you invite me around for dinner like a like a, a three pound pizza from Sainsbury's and a fucking just pack of just chop some edge. carrots
3: up and they've got a, a jar of mayonnaise with a teaspoon in it <laughs> exactly. if, 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 when I see buffets like that
1: and I've not had dinner and I go round there for an evening. If I see something like that, I will just flip the fucking table. You know what I do? No, no I flip the you. table in a Western style. I flip the table and punch the, the nearest person to me. And then just, <laughs> and then just roll over the, the table with them, fighting.
3: <laughs> Proper Western then fr- rule. <laughs> then throw a load of pots and pans and chickens out the window. <laughs> and then until <laughs> it all calms down, when
1: someone gets chickens. to the... <laughs> Till someone finds the knife block, then there's a horror-style standoff. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Um,
2: so can I just, uh, can us- I just, just right? I was starting to say this. You rudely butt industry with about our sponsors, right? I mean, what what value do they bring to this podcast? Seventy-six. We've done. We've hit a million.
1: Thank you so much for producing and polishing
2: Absolutely. this. Absolutely, my
3: pleasure. You Absolutely,
1: know, it's been uh, a wild ride. It's been great. From day one, you've you've, you've been uh, every inch part of the gang, cool. and it's been uh, it's been great.
3: Yeah, I've I've enjoyed the learning along the way. I've, the first ever episode with Pip sounded horrific; oh. <laughs> it was horrible. But again, I think we said at the time, it's just guerrilla podcast making, right? We just turn up and do it. But over over the years, and you know, especially with your patron and stuff, the the quality's gone up. The, the technical knowledge has gone up. Yeah. And it's just, it's turned into a fantastic podcast. I'm just very very honoured to have been there since conception until this very day.
2: And you're producing, uh, you know, a plethora of other ones behind the scenes as well. You do you do fair bunch now, didn't you?
3: Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, Stu Roberts is um, hear me see me, which is fantastic. Um, and the Save Our Souls Clothing Guys, who sponsor Off the Beat and Track, I do their Misery Loves Company podcast, <laughs> uh, and I'm going to be on that soon. And then yeah, I'll get the the occasional other one thrown in, and of course off the beaten track as well. So yeah, it's uh, two great.
1: girls, one shop.
3: Oh yeah, two girls, one shop. Yep, you're uh, right.
1: Recent recent guests on Hardcore Listing. Uh, you've done Person First. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You've you've. you've uh, Is you've it simply Andrew?
3: Simply Andrew. Whatever it's called. Absolutely, uh-huh. Andrew. Absolutely, Andrew. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. It's. Uh, it's. It's good to see that you've. You know you've grown and developed you know as a as a producer of a podcast mm. as, as well it's been really nice to see and it's like one of the things whenever people ask me about podcasting and well, what do i do about that i'm like right give this guy a ring you know yeah uh, absolutely
3: 76 yeah i wouldn't have
2: done sorry go on, go on.
3: Go on. What was you i was gonna say i wouldn't have been uh, i wouldn't have done stew's hear me see me or the misery loves company one without doing hardcore listing and you guys so yeah oh. eternally grateful it's been a learning journey and i oh, love it
2: our pleasure mate equally um you look like at the moment, you know, those like when you watch Crime Watch and then they have like a victim come on and talk and it's just their silhouette. <laughs> that's what you look like at the moment. I can't see yeah. you too clearly. Um, I, don't no, know, it's it's it's, I don't know if that's a good me. or a bad thing. It's quite exciting, really. I,
1: I don't think it helps that uh, I'm, I'm not in the within. I'm, I'm in the little place where uh, I do like, my work and the blinds are letting the sun in. So I'm actually like white. <laughs> Like, glowing white at the moment, are You, aren't look, I? you no. look
2: like one of the aliens from Cocoon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> Cocoon featuring Steve Guttenberg.
2: Have oh, you got anything to say about <laughs> Steve Guttenberg?
1: Just go and watch. Just go and watch.
2: If people don't know what we're going on about, which there's no way you don't, but Stu's got a <laughs> wonderful message from Steve Guttenberg. Mahoney from um, some shit filmed back in the 80s.
1: Commandant uh, Carrie Mahoney. <laughs>
2: oh. oh man i was excited for you i phoned oh. you i was so excited i phoned you mid shit like sometimes sometimes like if you're gonna phone someone from the throne room you you plan it in advance you walk in there you're on the phone before you start or you know that's normally how you do it i was mid mid poo mid pinching oh life. you're the
3: receiver at least the receiver of the call at least if you're in the toilet never the <laughs> never the maker oh yeah
2: it is very disrespectful to, to be the maker of a call. Yeah.
3: Especially mid-push. the bush just having the mud out, and I thought I'd better give you a call. <laughs> so, yeah, what's your top five? So, I found this really difficult. I was thinking for ages and ages, and 15 minutes passed. And then I thought, do you know what? I'm going to go for the little joys in life. My yes. top five little joys in life. Lovely. Because everyone's got their thing they really love doing. And then there's a few universal things that I'm, I hope that everybody else loves doing. Don't so ask Chris about that. <laughs> That's why he's broken it a few times. <laughs> it's like, it's
2: just, I've got an oh, eight year old I've got an eight-year-old stick on a 40 year olds body. What's that <laughs> mum no?
3: <know? laughs> Put me off my omelet. <laughs> <laughs> oh brilliant. Uh, dear. All oh, right, well, such a off, Stu. Such a good top five. <laughs> yeah, cheers. So I, I sent them over to you in no particular order, yeah. but I thought we'd, we'd start with um, ordering an impulse takeaway. Oh. Which are always better than the ones that you pre-plan. Like, if you have one, like, every Friday night or whatever, then it becomes what it is. Yeah. But then, say, round about, ah, oh, five, six o'clock, and you've got the fridge open, and you're just staring into it, and your missus is just staring into a cupboard, and you're like... What shall I cook? What shall I cobble together? And then you both kind of look at each other and go, should, should you "Fancy a Chinese?" Oh. And then like the best ones, Definitely.
2: yeah. It's like inventing yeah. the
3: wheel—that
2: sort of idea. It feels so rewarding. It is. You see, and it's, it's like a relief as well because you haven't got to do the cooking. All you have got to do is um, throw some shit into just the washing just machine just or the dishwasher, just or whatever
3: just you use, Is it? Well, it's like when. Um, when when the apple fell on that guy's head from the truth, it was yeah. <laughs> not It's like that, but instead it was like a, a salt and pepper spare rib fell on his head.
2: <laughs> is that is that your go-to? Would it be a Chinese?
3: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of every, every... I don't know why I called it a takeaway, but I didn't want to call it a delivery, because I think ordering an impulse delivery could have meant anything. It could have been like Amazon or mm. whatever else. Brass. So oh, don't, always... don't leave our <laughs>
2: listeners to uh,
3: their imagination. Geez, <laughs> I know, I know, and I need to be careful about what I say on something that's been recorded <laughs> and published. <laughs> 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 but you always you call a delivery a takeaway; it is what it is. But I always find that they 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 taste better. You look forward to it more. But yeah, my, my um my go to, I love salt and pepper ribs, Oof, yeah. and I also love just the classic chicken balls with as much hoisting sauce as I can get into my face. <laughs> like my mouth is watering now yeah, and it's 18 is. minutes past 12 in the day. Yeah,
2: well, well uh, Mr Whiffin and I, I think we're both doing a bit of intermittent fasting at the moment, mate. Have you eaten yet today? Or No, mm-hmm. no,
1: one o'clock.
2: Yeah, same, I'm bloody, well that's had a bit of sugar in it to be fair, it's a bit naughty in me, but um, yeah, so I'm absolutely, you saying that is making my mouth water. Chinese was imagine. my original go-to takeaway and I've moved away from it for, Ten, fifteen years, but I have started to get the cravings for it again now. Mate, you just
3: yeah. need to have one, and those cravings have come back in abundance. Yeah, yeah, and the uh, shredded chilli beef as well.
2: Mm, yeah, what when it's uh, deep fried? Yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah. yeah, it's phenomenal. It is good. That's that was my that's one of my faves at the moment, definitely. Mister Mangan, you're yeah. Mister um, Riffin, You're a uh, you you're like a kebab, didn't you? Like a mezze.
1: Meze, mate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's oh um, man. That, that's something. You sent me a picture of your last meze, didn't
3: you? <laughs> yeah, because I know that you're such a fan of the meze. Yeah. And then we, we ordered one, and there was like more meat than I've ever oh. seen. It was absolutely, and every mouthful was stunning. And I, I sent a picture and sent it over to Stu. It was. Uh, it was very nice. I mean,
1: recently, uh, my wife's gone vegan. Um she, She's been vegan sorry. For, Ash, for three Ash, weeks Ash now. Has she?
2: Well, you wouldn't yeah. know by social media. <laughs>
1: um And uh, yeah uh and uh and so i've kind of been doing it as well and uh and and to not eat meat's not that difficult for me but um some of the more finer points of veganism that that can kind of sometimes prove a little bit more tricky for me Mm. uh but uh but yeah i literally had um uh vegan duck pancakes last night and uh and i I can't let they were uh, linda mccartney ones and uh yeah,
3: incredible.
2: Yeah, yeah, she does some good stuff, ma'am. Definitely. I, I healthy it's...
3: eating is like the the tastiest eating, without a doubt. Well, because like whenever just... you have like a, a salad or a whatever you might do, it's it's stunningly tasty. If you do it, oh. yeah.
2: If you do it right, I think the thing is from coming up, growing up in the eighties and nineties, like my version of salads at home were just not good. No, no disrespect to my wonderful mum. But they were just tragic. And now, like, when, when I started living at home, living alone, and my mates who were great cooks, a lot of them, well, one of them was a vegetarian in particular, would make me salads, and they were just so fucking tasty.
1: But um, There's got to be an indie band somewhere called Tragic Salad. <laughs> <laughs> Rough book and Tragic Salad on the same bill. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Chris, what's your go-to?
2: Uh, at the moment, it's, it's kind of mezze at the moment as well. Like, right, so I had one the other uh, the other night, um, and uh, because I'm just trying to lose weight, so there's nothing you can really. If you're gonna if you're gonna give into a takeaway, then mezze is kind of the way to go in it, really, because you yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, lamb, it lamb,
3: is it kofta? Is that what it's called? Kofta. Can have kofta. Not, kaf, mm. not Kafka. Kafka a, was a writer, wasn't he? <laughs> a lamb, a lamb kofta. is stunning. I can eat yeah. them till the cows come home. Yeah. Until they mm. start coming out my bum of their own accord. That's how, that that how that
2: works. I've been learning yeah. a lot about. Uh, I'm totally <laughs> helpless
3: to it. Yeah, you get about 12 in, and then you push the 13th in, and the first one starts coming out. <laughs> like, like those pencils you used to get. Remember that, the ones that you had the different colours in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you push the red one in the top, and the green one comes out at the bottom that's what I'm like, for. i professors. tell you what
2: I, I'm surprised we're not categorised as a, as a science podcast really <laughs> a lot this of week learning. biology get oh, learned yeah. shut up and learn with hardcore listening <laughs> this week Professor 76 comes on
3: and explains the digestive system <laughs> mate we should do some little Patreon specials. shut up and learn with hardcore oh, listening and we just make that's, it up as we go that's yeah,
2: really good
3: that'd be hilarious so,
1: so if we're, uh should we move
3: on to number four? Oh, four? Good. Oh yeah, we weren't counting down. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd I thought i blacked to <laughs> Hope you guys have been enjoying it. <laughs> uh, oh, let's can go I just put
2: it there, before you, before on. you do this one? There's one. There's only one backfire with a, um, an impulse takeaway. Is you know when you get one and it's not good, and then you're oh. just like, there's nothing more heartbreaking. Than a disappointing takeaway is like you saw you saw you saw heaven you saw utopia and then it got snatched away from you because they like put... a
3: mirage. Ah,
2: oh, mate.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna blame. I'm gonna call Wagamama's out for that. The two I've had have been cold. No. Yeah. Heartbreaking. It Wagamama's, like if you're a... listening, tweet in. Um,
1: I've only ever had one Indian takeaway. What? Um, I-, I love Indian food um and it's probably if i'm going to go out for um uh, eats uh i love going to indian restaurants um i've only ever had one takeaway and it was just not good and i've never gone back
2: that's crazy wow. that's some crazy um. shit there can you grasp the concepts of that might have just been a bad one and actually because you like indian food the next one you have might not be don't know what you mean. All right, don't worry. Number four.
3: Is true. <laughs> Did you see him glaze over? Yeah. <laughs> so number four, I'm going with a road trip. Oh nice. yeah. And again, it's it's nice having a little weekend break, but like the night before you get excited. But I'll, I'll get excited about like the drive, the drive there. It's really great. Like you get I mean, you, car, you just had one, right? Yeah, yeah. We, uh, me and Tasha went to Folkestone. Oh, Monday sick. and Tuesday. Yeah, uh, it was great. Um, yeah, I just thought we need to get away. So we've been in this lockdown for so long, you know, the, the stresses of your day to day life. And I just thought we're both off, we've got a couple of days. So I went on to uh, booking.com. If you're listening, tweet in, of course. Um, I just thought, what is the, the cheapest place I can find in Kent? Because Kent's nice. It's the Garden of England. So I went on, and um, for like like less than 50 quid. They had a, a seafront hotel room, so I booked that, and then got really excited about yeah the drive up there, that's an hour and a half or so. But it's, it's just it's just fantastic. Like you, yeah, you buy your little snacks for the car and your drinks, you put your cases in the back, and then you just go on a little adventure. I love a road trip. but Obviously, when we went wild, trim, wild swimming, wild trimming. <laughs> what are you going to say? Wild shrimping, <laughs> wild shrimping, yeah <laughs> When we went wild swimming, I think the, the one of the lasting memories was, was just like the drive there. We laughed from the second we got. Oh, in it's incredible.
2: I don't think to I've the second had a road we pulled trip. out
3: the bottom of Stu's drive.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've had a uh, a road trip that I've laughed that much on. I've had loads of great ones. I'm not. I'm not it's a stacked card, but that one. That will that will have to be my favourite of all time, because there was just, it it was worked, like you say, after. there was no, there was not a point when we weren't, we've got to do it again, guys, we've got to do it again. Yeah, we know, will. Desperate, desperate we to will. do it, desperate to do it again.
3: But I love the, one of my favourite things is when, when you're driving, and you're going through all these, you finally get away from where you recognise, because that feels like forever, and then you finally get into places that you've never visited before, so you Uncharted go through Uncharted waters. yeah. You get in these little, little towns and hamlets and whatever else, and you get to see all these lovely little villages and all these amazing houses, etc. But one of my favourite things, I'm just looking through my notes to find it, is I like to play traffic sign jazz names. So when you get on like, the A roads, this is really great in the north, is that you'll see like uh, signs that point to little towns. Yeah. And if you put the two towns together that are on the side, they sound like jazz names. And I've got right. a list of them that I've been making over the years.
2: <laughs> Can you give us uh, an example?
3: Mate, happily. So my first one is Royston, Duxford. <laughs> so they, so th- these, that's just two names. There's a town called Royston, there's a town called Duxford. Yeah. Uh, Royston, Papworth, because there's two Royston's. Yaxley, Stilton, which I love. <laughs> Grantham, Newark. Boothby, Pagnall. <laughs> uh, Rip and Thirsk. Bowburn Tinsdale, which is a, oh. fan, I'm a big fan of that one. Burton Coggles, always a good one. <laughs> Burton <and>
4: Coggles.
3: <laughs> Burton Coggles, yeah. Dry Doddington. There's, I've got tons of others as well. <laughs> I'm not going to go for all of them. But next time you're driving, like the, the North or the South or along Cornwall, whenever, wherever, just look at the, the sign names. That's and, a think fucking make some great guy I'll good tell note.
1: you what, listeners, get on Patreon that and uh, when we put this um, episode up, make sure that you put underneath it all of the, uh, your own ones. Look at your nearest yeah, towns wonderful. and villages and get involved. Yeah. That's reshaped the way I'm going
3: to drive forever. It's wonderful. Normanton Neasel. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? Oh,
4: yeah,
3: so it good. It is. So good. You can even come up with backstories. I remember my dad drove up north to visit my nan recently, and he'd stopped off at one of the um, service stations, which is Peterborough Services. That's one of the little traditions, so whenever we drive up to the north-east to visit my nan always have done, we stop off at Peter for services, which isn't half way, it's only about an hour and a half away, it's just a thing, but he stopped off there and sent me a list of all the jazz names that he'd saw, <laughs> and backstories for each one. <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing, man. I oh, know, it's good fun. But yeah, road trips, I think one of those lovely little joys in life. You enjoy it when you're there, of course, but I think that the, the trip there is is is.
2: He's a step A. Well, as many some... things in life, it's the journey's the thing in it. I know that's quite cliche, but even the t- even, true. even hardcore listening, really, are people really desperate to know the ins and outs of what we think are the best sandwich fillings? Probably not. It's just that it's the journey towards that destination that's the fun bit. And it I is. think road trips are exactly the same. No. Sorry, Stuart, you were going to say something there,
1: mate. Just to, to, to touch on services as well, like... The excitement of getting out of the car, stretching your legs and having a little, <laughs> yeah. a, a little walk into a services yeah. to, uh, to spend oh, 75 quid on a sandwich and a drink. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it is like, you don't mind paying it because it's, it's part of the moment and it? it's part of the journey. It's like, the little services stop, love it.
3: Yeah, you can't, you can't beat your good services. I
1: love a services. It's one of my favourite pisses. If I have a piss in a yeah, services... I was, I was
2: literally going to say that. There's a lot of relief yeah. faces... In the yeah. toilets, isn't there, when yeah. you get to services, like Everyone yeah. knows. He's <sighs> earned that piss. Well,
3: you know, everyone's had a good mm-hmm. stretch, like minutes before. Good stretch and a good slash. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> get a little, I remember we went Get a little we went down the a back a of
2: my neck <laughs> <laughs> when I First shoot, you could shoot next to me, just tickling it like
3: that. Me, me and my dad and one of my brothers, Tom, went to a Sunderland game. I don't know if anyone, either you guys have been to Sunderland. Yeah. any of the Raiders have been. But, you know, the North East, the, the working class North East, mm. it's a rough place. It's a great place. I absolutely adore it. It's a rough yeah. place. And you don't mess about up there <laughs> at all. But we stopped off at the at the services. My dad's a working class North East guy. And when we got back into the car after the services, I'd bought a copy of National Geographic to read. And, and my brother had bought a, an Elderflower Presse to drink. <laughs> <laughs> and, there, and the last, last place he wanted to take us was the North East <laughs> I've, I've never seen a man look so disappointed in his children
2: he <laughs> gave you a copy of Escort and went I should mean, National Geographic in that
3: mate <laughs> yeah, yeah read that Escort and you go and choose some broken glass brilliant <laughs> Elderflower Presses,
1: marvellous um, speaking of um, things that uh, that are in cars um, uh, my mate, or uh, former guest, uh, Darren Garwood, author of um, Jackson Superhero. His dad, he's one of the most alpha male men ever, and uh, and he's, uh, his other son, uh, Dean, who's a good friend of mine, uh, sent me a uh, picture. He was in his dad's van. Obviously, his dad's got a van, not a car, and uh, and he undone the glove compartment of uh, <laughs> of the van, and it was just beyond. Beyond bloke. Three three items, right? Debbie does Dallas on VHS. <laughs> the, the best of Rod Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> and a screw fix
3: catalogue <laughs> Your dad would be proud of that Two of which have a good wake.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and Debbie does tell us <laughs> Oh brilliant What you got on number three Joe Number three I'm going to go with uh, Record digging in charity shops Yes, mate. I absolutely adore it. Adore it. And I, I've done it forever. Like, I cannot walk past a charity shop without going in and seeing what vinyl's <coughs> in it. And you find some absolute gold. Your- in both senses of the word, right? So you'll either find something. Like, what, my mission is to find original copies of stuff that's been sampled on hip-hop tracks. Then also I want to find really fucking great albums. Sometimes i just just find something with incredible cover art and I'm like, that. That just has to be bought. It's like 20p, 50p, whatever, but it looks stunning. I'll get it. And then also you'll find something that is like shocking, like absolutely horrific. Um, and I was so happy with that kind of stuff that I started my own little Instagram page called Ch- Charity Shop Covers on Instagram where if I don't find something that's really good that I want to buy it, I can at least take four or five pictures of something and post it on there because it's hilarious. <laughs> but you get some Damn. wonderful covers. I've got some from Folkestone. On um, on Monday that I still need to post on that that site. I've got a really really terrifying one that's got clowns on the front cover. But I'll po- I'll post that soon. But yeah, charity shop records and charity shop digging is, is fantastic. And shout to Tasha as well because she she absolutely adores it and supports it, and she's happy to stand in every charity shop that we walk past with me while I go through hundreds of really really shitty records. I think that's so um,
2: important, like. To like finding your small pleasures is one thing, and then having yeah. a partner who's happy for you to have that because we've all got our own individual things that we're into, and yeah. um, and to feel that people are helping, uh, allowing you to embrace that and and let you have the time to do that is is really cool.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices.
2: Um, have you, what's been your biggest, what's been your
3: favourite find? Well, something I always, you know, we always tick off a box when we go in one. So you can guarantee, it doesn't matter where you go. So I've been in charity shops all over the country. I know what records you're going to say are in them. Right, cool. So you, you give me a little nod, right, when I say them. But there, yep. there are the same records in every charity shop. And this is a mystery that I want to solve. I want to find out why this is. Like, it's like everybody, other than the classical records, because that's the standard. They're the same records in every charity shop up and down the country that people have taken in there. So you've got anything from um, Matt Navani to James Last, Nana Muscuri. Nana Muscuri, guaranteed. Yeah, 100%. South Pacific soundtrack on vinyl, always. Fiddle on the Roof vinyl is always in there. You will always find Guilty by Barbara Streisand. That is in every single one, guaranteed. There's, I think I sent a picture on our WhatsApp group, but there's a Barry Manilow album, which is just his face and hair looks like Gail Tilsley. Manilow Magic. Manilow Magic, right? That is in every single charity. <laughs> it's a great album, Matt. I might pick it up next time then, because mm. I say <laughs> you watch, I won't be able to find it again from now on. <laughs> have you but, not yeah, realised, you? they are charity the, the, shops, James Last, you've missed, have missed,
1: the, you've missed the most obvious one. Was, oh, and
3: there, Johnny Maffis, you could, oh, the Johnny Mathis—you could entire yeah. collection of Johnny yeah, Mathis.
1: Engelbert Humperdinck, he's in there. Absolutely. Um, but the ones that um, I always get, um, because I, like you, it's, it's definitely one of mine. Doing stuff like that, yeah. um, I'm a big fan of a boot sale rummage through oh, vinyl I love as boot well. Yeah, um, uh, you can see behind me all <laughs> my music, and I would say that, um, especially on seven-inch singles, I would say that forty percent were boot sale purchases. Yeah. Me and yeah, uh, Cunt and the Gang would go every Sunday for about five years um, in the early 90s and just buy so much vinyl. Um, but the ones that when you, you know, at boot sales, generally I'll have someone that's got one of them old record cases. like Yeah. Um, and then they're just... The little latch uh, on the front. The little latch on the front. That's open. And generally, you know, all the ones that you've mentioned are going to be in there. Um, but what you always get in the uh 70s um there was a huge um amount of albums uh that feature a bikini clad woman on the front uh and top the top of, of the pop's ones the top of the pop's albums so yeah. the top of the pop's albums were um uh like uh, put together by like an in-house band covering like the, the hits of the day uh, they're fucking dreadful uh, <laughs> but you guarantee they're in everyone
3: they're in every minor yeah, mm. You can't have covers like that anymore either. You no, can't. no. But like you're flicking through that. and you're like, you can't do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's incredible. <laughs> Chris, so to answer your question, one of my How, how of much my is fav- this one? <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I try this out? Have you got anyone to try <laughs> this one You've got a change in them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my favourite find was was at a boot sale, Dunton boot sale, which is fantastic. It's yeah. fucking enormous. I was going through all these records, and there's, like, every... <laughs> That's Tiggle Chit Stu, isn't it? That isn't it? That's just a of water as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And I'm flicking through all the above-mentioned vinyl, and then randomly, in the middle of all these classical and easy-listening records, was a, a sealed copy of De La Soul's Stakes Is High. No! Single oh! On 12th, oh. which is produced by Jay Diller, right, my fucking hero. Yeah. And it's daylight Soul, and it was sealed. And I, was, I said to the guy, "How did this get in here?" He said, I've got no idea; never seen it before. <laughs> so I give him fifty p and like, ran back oh, to my car. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? That like, that mental. That needle
1: in the haystack moment. Yeah. Is
3: oh, absolute worth every, every
1: joy hour. In it, yeah. I, I,
2: it I, is. I watched Detectorists recently. And oh I'll I love detectives. It's, it's amazing. It's love one of my favorite it, yeah. favorite comedies now of all time. It's wonderful, isn't it? It's where me and Molly's sense of humor meets because a lot of the time she'll be like that's not even funny Chris. And uh, and I'm the same for some of the shows she watches but that we perfectly that's perfectly us. And then you watch it and you're like fucking hell I could really really pick up a metal detector right now. Yeah. And it's, even just
3: for the, it's the journey though, isn't it? Yeah. It's just, even just for the walk with your mate, just around a field for Absolutely. a bit. Just... You're you're probably too
1: young, Chris. But um, I remember in the, maybe the very sort of I reckon about eighty two, eighty three, uh, when I was I reckon when I was about ten. Um, there was a huge boom in metal detectors, Right. and everybody got in, you know was buying. Metal <laughs> they all detectors. exploded, and like yeah, and uh, <laughs> and, and, and you'd go, you'd go into like. Um, Tandy, Tandy had always have a tandy. really good. There's display, a Tandy like, and grays, yeah. Uh, yeah, a really good array of um, of metal detectors, and, and my mum bought a metal detector, and I remember just thinking, A, I felt like I was going to find like what I thought I was going to find was like a pirate sort of treasure chest, like uh, on on Tilbury Beach. That um, <laughs> that that didn't happen. Yeah. You just found loads of like empty lager cans and." Uh, And everyone said, oh, where you live, like, you'll find loads of Roman coins. And it was like, you know, you'd you'd hear a beep and then that'd be it. You'd be, like, digging for fucking ever. And it would just literally be a ring pull or something like that. You know, never, ever did I ever find anything good. However, have any of yous ever watched on YouTube magnet fishing? No. Never heard of it. Sounds good. That would change your fucking life, Stu. So, it's um, it's, it's just, generally, fellas... Um, and they just get a bit of rope and buy a really high-powered magnet, uh, which is generally got like a, a, sort of a, a ring on it that you, 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 you tie onto your rope, and then you cast it in a canal um, or a, a river. Generally in sort of uh, towns rather than like you wouldn't go to the Lake District and do it, you know. And and then literally what they pull out of canals, like the amount of bikes, these magnets are yeah, fucking bikes and trolleys. Yeah. Bikes, trolleys, guns, knives, grenades, Jesus. Um, like it's robots, un, like robots, cut aeroplanes. But it is—it's—it's it's compelling viewing. It's like because these—I mean, me, uh, me and my mates, like big Papa Jay has bought a high-powered magnet. He's on board. He wants to do it, and I'm like, what a fucking great day! Just going down to like a canal and just casting that in and just pulling out mad shit. The amount of times the police have to get called because they find, like, fucking swords, knives, guns. Like, it's crazy. Like, yeah. where obviously people have just done shit and then just launched it in the canal. Can you imagine what must be in, like, you know, you go throw Tambry. that in the Lock. Like, what's oh, yeah. yeah.
3: Like, imagine
1: the stuff that's in there. Yeah, Stu, when we're done, go and have a little nose
3: on YouTube at Magnet Fishing. Oh. we Will do. Well, that, um, that kind of takes me perfectly into my number four, actually.
2: Oh, okay. all right, go
3: on. Which is YouTube and Twitter rabbit holes. Oh yeah. All right. so I mean, it's be you two. are you are two, weren't it?
2: Yeah, four and two. I mean, let's not. Um, who's well, counting? Well, if you know the fucking drill, we're, we're all friends here. We're all friends here. You oh, are so you are yeah. deaf. I must get a YouTube video off you each day. Like like, if I no. actually watched every single one, it would I'd it would be become a job. I don't know how. I
3: do I do watch every single one, but sometimes like you'll go like. Days and weeks Mm -hmm. and there'll be nothing that piques your interest. And then you'll stumble across like a conspiracy theory or a a guy that... I like watching um, like production videos, people showing you how to use logic or how to master or how to compress your drums or whatever you might do. So you'll find a guy, oh, this guy knows what he's saying. I can understand the words he's saying as well, so I'll watch him forever. That kind of stuff. But then other times you'll find something that just absolutely... Takes over your brain in your life, and you know I've, I've had one for maybe the past two weeks. I've, I'm 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 l- literally looking at Twitter, and looking at YouTube like almost hourly for this kind of stuff. But I, I know that everyone loves a YouTube yeah, rabbit hole. Like, I think YouTube rabbit hole is a popular phrase. Yeah, like lots of people use that phrase.
2: I love I love when you go into the comments or something, especially if it's something because like you you do get into that habit of I pull up a video and I'm literally reading the comments first. One to review the video, and yeah. then you'll get people who just send you time links of what's salient. One to see what the reaction to the video is, and it's just it's just so funny. Just watch, just see, just seeing what people are saying in in the comments as to whether or not it's going to be worth watching or. Like, I just think people like it must be a
3: full time job for people just trolling in YouTube oh. comments as well.
2: I did. I had someone try and troll me the other day, and I've got them so good back that they just came back with loads of laughter faces because I just didn't bite. I just doubled, <laughs> I just doubled down on their, their nonsensical stuff, and then they were like, oh, "I can't get him." But um, I was going to say, um, it's like when you sit every now and then you see someone that says, "How did I end up here?" And it's like it's so true. Like if you leave YouTube playing, sometimes like you can do this with music. You can start with like a musician that you really like while you're working. And then it will go into other things, and you'll be like, oh, "Okay, this is cool." You might go away and come back three hours later, and it's playing like the most bizarre shit. And you're like, "Has yeah. it?" But it goes to show that most things are linked one way or another by. Yeah, it sounds like these algorithms
3: degree. just yeah pull you all over the place, don't they? So it's a wonderful labyrinth. But yeah, I've been stuck in this uh, stuck in this this particular one for so long, like a good couple of weeks. Yeah. And on Twitter, I've started following. Yeah. A lot of people just so that I can expand what I'm looking at. Because you don't want to look at one thing for no. so long because then you get indoctrinated by it. Yeah. You need to go and spread out and look at different yeah. Like outlets or whatever. For sure. But then I started Following these things, thinking, what if I go for a job in the future, or what if, like, my work look look into who I'm following on Twitter, and I get like sacked, or people start changing their perception of me? But it's just so fascinating. You get you get drawn in. You just need to read this.
2: It's, shit. it's that's a really fascinating thing, and we're seeing a lot of that with cancel culture, aren't we? Like, just people yeah. people getting what they call cancelled for something they said absolutely yeah, which ages is, ago. Yeah, I think they're, is, they're trying to insane. do Joe Rogan at the moment. And um, oh, really. But I think Joe's just got too much fuck you money to care about any of that and he's got too good yeah,
3: support. So. But, but everyone's said some shit in the past. Of course. Ev- everyone has. Like, please don't look at our WhatsApp group for, for the love yeah, of God. Right? Yeah, like,
2: but you know, and that's it. It's but if you've, if you've
3: done something wrong and you've apologised and you've learnt from it and moved on and you're doing some great stuff then don't drag it all back up again. People no. don't want their shit and dragged perception up.
2: perception shifts on what is and what is not appropriate. And we always like to think we're at the pre- precipice of progressive thinking when yeah. you know, there's been there's been other civilizations have been where we are at just without fucking social media. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know. It's a, that's a thing that shifts. It's, it's different. It's, da- it's dangerous to destroy people over things they said a long time ago. Or and I think people can be um, forgiven sometimes for the things they say now. Like, but you know, that, within reason, well, for people for, sometimes need to is a rethink good thing, what right? they've said. And, yeah. yeah.
3: If people are trying their artists to move on and correct, and be course corrected, then if they were forgiven 20 years ago, fucking forgive them. Yeah,
2: I yeah. completely agree. But YouTube is an incredible rabbit hole. Um, I've, managed, I've managed to, um, I don't use it half as much as I used to now, like, um, so that's a good thing because I think you can end up just like, like, you can put it on and then five hours later you're like, what the fuck,
1: why am I still, what am I doing? Totally. That's that's my thoughts on it. I, I think like the only time I, I go on YouTube um, is is when I, um if I'm trying to get away from just the the madness of, of my club for a bit, I'll go in the office and I'll just watch something on YouTube for fifteen minutes, just to kind of mm. brute, sort of centre myself a little bit again. Um, but yeah, I just it's really weird the conspiracy thing, like. Um, i kind of was probably the last time i went down a a rabbit hole on youtube and that was maybe eight years ago when zeitgeist come out and stuff like that i got i got caught up in it and just through some of the people that i was knocking about at the time got got in a really bad place because of it um and and so i I was completely blinkered to it so i was like right i'm gonna go and see what they're, they're they're stressing out about and and then I, I did start looking at it and then I went in on it and it was really weird because as much as so much of it, it's, you know, there, there's a lot of bollocks to, to, to sift through on there, but there is some stuff in there that is is thought-provoking and... But where I find myself at the end of it is the fact that you can't, it's no surprise in the world we live in that we are governed and ruled by the rich and powerful you know and that goes above politicians royalty whatever Why above? you know and and it does and however my point is is where i felt i was wasting time on that and and i'm i'm not suggesting anyone's wasting time on yeah. that you, you, it's each to their own yeah. but i chose to not do that because i thought there's fuck all I can do about it. Like, there is this, nothing this is you the, can do about it. But this is the tightrope that I want to do. And like, exactly.
3: Like, you can't stress yourself out about all the stuff that may or may not be happening way above your pay station. Yeah. Because you can't do anything about it. You've got to hope that there's someone else up there that's fixing it or doing it or it's not true at all. Well,
1: I as a, as a, like I watched... Um, I, like, I love Russell Brand and I, and I really like that the basics of everything he says comes down to like, you know, just question what, what's put in yeah. front of you. And, and, and I completely think that's the, the the greatest way to live your life. And I think he says lots of amazing things and go back maybe sort of four or five years. And all of a sudden he was, you know, lifting lids and, and questioning things with a fucking great, big following them. Truths were, were, were like fascinating, insightful, and you know all of a sudden he's on question time and you think wow this guy's getting a very big platform here and he's probably got more people young people interested in what he's saying than what any politician's saying and and I was thinking this is this is really exciting what's happening here and then all of a sudden Russell Brand went very very quiet uh and then literally no one saw him for, you know, a good couple of years.
3: But that's that's a pattern that happens with a lot of people. Like, uh, you of find that people who disappear, for ever, either dead or for a period, generally have said something a little bit against what the mainstream media or the politicians are trying to say and what they're doing, and so, then they just get
1: asked so, to be quiet. So that backs my point. My point is that even if you've got, you know... thousands and hundreds of thousands of people listening agreeing sharing supporting questioning at that level you're still helpless and you're still Mm going to get shut down and so as much as i think it's a shame that you can't turn this on his ass you you can't do anything about it so you know so for that i just think well what am I getting from looking at this? Like, am I getting any anything positive from it? I'm not. I, it's it's it, you know at times it's it's scary, um, you know. A lot of the time it's it's depressing, um, and harrowing. And and I think it's out of my hands. You know, I can share that on social media and go, "Fucking hell! Look, like, did you know this person done that? Did you know the police this and blah?" And it's like, but. I think people are aware, I think a huge amount of people in the world now, you look at the the, the readership on these, and views on these videos, people are aware, I think, you know, there's still a huge part of the the public that aren't, and I don't think they're the sort of people that are ever going to give a shit anyway, and, and with all of the amount of people, and, you know, look at what, like, you know, Ike's selling out arenas around the world, you know, and, but, nothing's changed and I can't see anything changing because as gross as it is there's a lot of very very rich and powerful people that can get people to do what they want and and I I don't think you know you can knock these people off their their perches
3: well it's going to take something very significant to do that I mean I I just I just love the compelling romance of it like the the idea that it might be true is a thing that hooks me yeah Um, I'm You know, smart enough to know that, to take it with a pinch of salt, unless you see something physically with your own eyes and it's 100% fact, then ignore it. It's just like watching a really great film or reading a few really great books. But, you know, but when you find something that really piques your interest, it makes some amazing conversation with your mates. It's stuff to share. And it's, like I say, it's that if the world was what we, exactly what we see it as, like a prime minister, a president, a couple of kings and queens, and that's it, then it'd be a, Really fucking boring place, hmm. but if it, but the idea that you know, like you say, there's someone that's controlling the media, controlling the presidencies, controlling the banks, and higher and higher and higher, and that's all rooted in some bizarre ritualistic cult, etc., etc. That's far more interesting.
2: Yes, yes. And
3: if you, if you think that's going to be exposed, like at the moment, there's this whole thing about like Pizzagate, which is absolutely. That, that that's the thing—the like rabbit hole that I've been in for like a couple of weeks. <laughs> like the whole Petergate thing with a lot of the, the politicians and Hollywood stars, etc., etc. It's just fascinating. You think, what if? But what if this was true? Because you know, like you say, Stu, there's probably ninety percent bullshit, but there's ten percent of it that you're like, hang on, hundred percent. That that's really fucking often. Interesting. Like you <laughs> know, even
2: if it wasn't happening there under that guy, it's happened somewhere else. Exactly, as yeah. that you know? That's you know, we've, humans have been around for a long time. We've we've committed all sorts of yeah. atrocities. It, it has happened, even if you know it's not it's not happened in the time and place that they're they're sort of alleging it to. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah. it's absolutely. Sure. Did you stop doing that? Is that when you just switched on to Pornhub? Is once you've given up on YouTube? Was you just like well, you,
1: you was you was halfway through the box set? Yeah, and uh, mentioned there was a uh, a rabbit hole you went down called Bank and Spurt. And, uh, and so I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. So yeah. I ended up, um, I jumped on board there. I missed I missed the first half of the box set. But yeah. um, like you, mate, I'm just... Before the
3: internet, Pornhub was a box set.
2: Yeah. You oh, could right, that cool. was not what Netflix made its money off to start with, it was uh, just renting out the box sets of it, mate. Oh, right, okay. Mm. But because you came in halfway, you say that you struggled to follow the plot, though.
1: It's all over the place, mate. Yeah, you need all to go back and
2: watch. You've got to go back, mate, and watch the prequels as well. And oh then right! You'll understand more. The pre comes.
1: Okay. Pre Chris, do you want to throw one in? My bed.
2: Like, like, like. I think it's a it's a small it's a big pleasure for many people, but it's a small pleasure for me. My bed. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought of this um, about six months ago, strangely, and um, I got into bed, and you know when you've just put fresh sheets on, and it just feels mega. And I just thought, how lucky am I that I've got this bed. Like, like You spend seven hours in it a day, a, 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 you know, a, a, a day. And a lot of people don't have that. <laughs> like, I know it sounds crazy, but they don't. And, and not even just now, but historically speaking, we didn't have beds, you know, or, or beds weren't what they are now. They're, my bed is so comfortable, like... I just forget, like that we should be grateful that we had that. That like, I get to go to sleep at night, not worrying about where I'm going to wake up, you know, that I'm going to be safe, and and it's going to be so like like take all that stuff away, that virtuous stuff away, right? It's just super comfortable. and I like and I'm lying, I just think, fuck it, eh? Hey, I'm tucked in right here, and like it's so like people, I think, get in your bed right. And making sure it's comfortable, and how, how you want it. Like, so I, have, I suffer from back issues. I have a firm bed, but I've got like loads of pillows and a new duvet. Oh man, that, that that is a is a small pleasure that I think.
3: You ever find yourself putting your head on your pillow and smiling? In what way? <laughs> into my pillow. <laughs> um, or? Um, putting your head into your pillow and biting. <laughs> no, putting your head into your pillow and smiling, just where you're just so smug and pleased yeah. that you're laying in bed. Yeah. Like completely. when like when your alarm goes off. Uh, sorry, you wake up two hours before your alarm. You see the time. Yeah. And you just smile at yourself and go back to yeah. sleep. You know, you and got you're like,
2: I've got this. And, you, and it's not one of those alarms where you feel knackered. It's like, you've had a good rest already. And you're like, you're winning because you're going to have another hour. It's just a nice feeling, that. It's a nice
1: it feeling. Is, but I, I wake up before my mind. And like, and that's a very strange thing. Morning glory. Like, um, No, I like will wake up and I will just think... Oh, it's, well, I don't think, because my mind's not woke up yet, but, like, you know, I wake up and, like, I just think, <whistles> here we are, like, oh, two hours before me alarm, that could be quite, oh, my mind's woke up, oh, shit, <laughs> and then, like, and then my mind starts, like, tapping my brain, like, going, like, guess what, and I'm like, oh, what, and it's like, you know you've got to do that, didn't you, and you know you forgot to do that, and I'm just like, oh, no, I just wish, like, my brain could say to my mind, right well, enough, right, just go back to sleep for like a couple of hours but then like my mind's like you, you, you need to go and have a run and my brain's like no, 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 don't just go back to sleep and it's like oh. that 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 row between my brain and my mind is pretty heavy
2: oh mate, I'm really glad in many ways I don't have that sometimes I wish I had it a little bit yeah Um, but you know I get up early every day but I mean like, I don't have to do that but I'd love to get up and have a run but at the same time if it was at the cost of not getting satisfactory sleep, I think I'm always going to be on the get have a nice little sleep, make sure I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry, mate, you can't have that.
1: Um, well, I'll throw one in then Go before on in, mate. we get to Stu's uh top spot. Um, well, I've got I've got two. Um, so one's really really quick, and that's um, if I like to flick through the BBC iPlayer and, and click music. Uh, doc, uh, like music, uh, like as the genre, and if they add a new music documentary oh, that I haven't seen, I get very, very excited yeah. about that, and I just think, "Oh, brilliant! They've just put a new documentary on about blah blah blah," and then like that's that's a big joy for me. I just think, "Right, I know that's there," and when I've got time, I'm going to really enjoy that. That's that's one, but my main one, which doesn't happen that often, just because of like um, like geographically where, where you know where I live, but when I'm on a road trip or I'm driving somewhere, if I drive past a lake or a river, uh, and I've got time to think, pull over, and oh. like, and I can, I can get out and just go and have a little sit by there for a bit, and, uh, and just think, I'm going to come back here and swim this one day, and like, I like that. When I drive and like, especially on the sat nav, like where you can just see to the you know the, the right of the road you're on on the sat nav, like a big blue blob, and I just think, yes. Let's go and have a look. And, like, yeah, when, when I see water, like, when I'm driving, I just think, right, let's go and have a little other look at this. That's, that's a proper little joy of mine. And, yeah, if I go over a bridge and there's, like, a nice stream or a river running underneath it, I just think, oh, I need to hear this as well. So, yeah, I'll pull over and get out and go and have a little look. Oh, yeah, nice. Oh, I sure, think
3: the theme with
2: them two, well, uh, We were talking about our addiction <clears throat> for notepads. Bought a brand new notepad the other day from Ryman's. I haven't even written no. in it. I've looked at writing in it twice, and I haven't got. I, I'm like, no, this is. I've got. To, I've got to do this right. But it's so sexy.
1: How much? <laughs> Too much. How much? Nine ninety nine. You fucking idiot.
2: Oh, yeah, that was half. Pri- that was half of the price of the other one that I was going to buy.
1: <laughs> I so, bet when you walked out of that shop, all the staff were pissing themselves. That Melts come in and bought another one. He don't even write in them, you know.
3: <laughs> Makes you get them in Typo. Typo got some great ones, and they've always got a sale on.
1: Yeah, don't no.
2: encourage him. Fuck sake, <laughs> trust me. This
3: Ryman's one, it's good. Soft
2: cover, but it's like it's like a moleskin one, but it's half the price of moleskin. So yeah, yeah. lovely. He's got a pr-
1: promotionalgoods.co.uk and just say you're interested in buying a hundred. Can I have a sample. Get them for
3: free. <laughs>
2: We're on to your number one, mate. Well, well I was going to say to Stu, Stew,
3: Stu's two that he threw in. The theme with them was that he likes to see something and pop it away for later. <laughs> Isn't it? So that, that's it, yeah. Like, you see something that's going to be really exciting that you're going to enjoy. we talking about
1: Pornhub again.
3: <laughs> we are, yeah. Just pop it away for later, knowing that it's there if you want to. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, but I was actually going to include nature in it, because I love being outside. With like, the, the trees oh, rustling, yeah. the leaves rustling, the wind on my face, etc, etc. I, I love that. It's one of the times I feel the most calm yeah, for sure. and the most uh, settled. Far more than when I'm indoors. But no, my, my number one, um, well actually I didn't put these in order, So, but my, my last one uh, is cuddling up. Oh, I love cuddling there's up. There's
2: nothing like a cuddle, is
3: there? There's nothing like a lovely cuddle up. Oh. Who with? With either your partner or your kid. Oh, yeah. Like, without a doubt. Like, I love, you know, just... You, you get on the sofa, you, you put a film on, or Ozark Season 2, or whatever it might be. <laughs> and, like, you, either one of you got your, your your head on... Your head on the other one's lap. Or, like, you're snuggled up. Or one of them, you're laying on, or you're getting a head rub. Or whatever it might be happening. But having a cuddle-up is absolutely wonderful. Or when one of your kids... Like my two teenage daughters don't cuddle me anymore but if max chooses to come and give me a cuddle or to sit in my lap for 15 to 16 seconds before he disappears again max is wonderful. your dad right max is my dad yeah <laughs> max is my code name for my local mp <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Yeah,
3: but yeah, cuddling up—I think it's one of the one of the the most wonderful, consistent life pleasures that you can have—is cuddling up with a loved one. It's and it's weird
1: like when it. your kids grow up. Um, I remember, um, like, like you know, my kids will still give me a cuddle and stuff, but they won't really sort of snuggle on the sofa with me like anymore. And I can't tell you one of the worst days of my life was um, like walking. Layla, my youngest to school um, when she was still at junior school uh, and getting out of the car and the first day that I sort of like got her bag out of you know, the back seat and then out she got and then I went to hold her hand and she didn't want to hold my hand because <laughs> she got to that age where like it weren't cool to like hold your dad's hand and like oh, I remember yeah. walking back to my car that day just thinking oh man, uh, that's shan-ish. weird oh, yeah, it's uh, a milestone uh, yeah, it is, it is all right but uh, yeah, you you want for uh, a cuddle, Chris? I
2: love it, man. I love it. I, I, it's 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 the best. Like I, I, I'm alright. I'm I'm so lame with that. Like working from home, and I'll like get a minute, and I'll be like, and Molly will be reading or whatever, and I'll be like, do you want to? We got a two. Do you want a two minute cuddle? And we will just have a two minute cuddle. <laughs> it's just the best. You know, and we have throughout the day, and you know, it's it's great. I love that. I love. It's that. one of life's
3: reassuring comforts. It's very it? reassuring comfort, you know. Yes. And
2: spooning in bed is just like there's certain positions that when we you, you get into it, where you find it with your partner, and you're just like, oh my god, this is so comfortable. It's so nice, and as you say, it's reassuring and it's closeness and it's intimacy, and it doesn't have to be a sexual one. It could be an intimacy like family and stuff like. It's, it's fucking brilliant really nice I, I think there's uh, the world there should always be room for cuddles really probably not Absolutely. if you're getting sentenced as a paedophile um, I felt that was a time that I shouldn't be I was be just cuddling. about to say that was a really
3: <laughs> nice place to finish there but uh, well done Chris <laughs> Stu I could see the, your, your eyes that you were ticking over thinking of something to finish on <laughs> <laughs> oh brilliant I was just thinking about finishing on Chris's chest <laughs> <laughs> fuck's sake
1: for a moment there things, <laughs> things got nice didn't it and serious and there we go I think back I'll... to what people pay their money for <laughs> yeah
3: you don't want to lose any patrons mate over <laughs> no nostalgia and comfort oh brilliant
1: alright well look we've just hit the hour mark so um, we'll wrap it up and, and, and Stu again just to reiterate what Chris said thank you so much for all the work you put into our call this to to you know pleasure, to take us all to this point, which is 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 you know really really cool, and we're all like super hyped and excited for it. And yeah, and it wouldn't have happened had you not been able to, uh, and not just uh, produce it, but you know produce it at, at a, a fast rate as well. Yeah. You know, there's been times where we've like fallen behind, and it's like shit. We need to get this one out tomorrow, and it's like Stu, can you do this? And and you've never not not done that. You've always yeah, we been, always find like, time, don't we? We always yeah. turn it around. Like, Our so, so yeah, team does. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, so so thanks loads, mate. Do you want to say something fucking weird, Chris?
2: I'm all out. I'm absolutely all out. You've got an omelette to look forward to. I'm gonna go and eat that omelette. I
4: tell
1: you. Oh yeah. I just want to quickly tell you about this magazine. It's called Pod Bible. Now Pod Bible is the new essential guide to podcasts. It's put together alongside Spotify and Acast and it's a one-stop shop to tell you all about the podcasts you maybe know about, but definitely about a lot of the podcasts that you probably don't know about that we think you should know about. I mean, in the first edition, there's interviews with Adam Buxton, interviews with Craig Parkinson, and there's features on Jade Adams and there's just an abundance of... Of information about so many exciting podcasts that are out there. Also, Spotify have given us these amazing little codes. So, if you do get a print copy, you can just turn on your Spotify on your phone, scan the little code, and it just automatically opens up the podcast on your listening device. How good's that? If you haven't managed to get a print copy, then just go over to www.podbiblemag.com. And read it online because the digital version is all over there and it's all free. So every other month there'll be a new edition out. So go and have a look and support us on the social medias as well. PopBibleMag.com. It's a drunken soiree in the in. Chris and Stu present our core listing.